Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Latina Investors. So this episode, we're going to talk a lot about the investment accounts that you want to have on your radar and understand so that you can start learning how to make your money work for you. So I'm going to cover some of the investment accounts that you're probably already, you know, implementing or doing because, um, you know, you got them through your job and then the ones that you can go ahead and open up and, you know, start investing aside from like what your job um, has set up for you and then we're also going to talk about like the types of ways to invest that are for retirement and then the ways that are not retirement specific so let's dive in okay so the first sort of thing that most people are doing is they're investing in a 401k a 401k is typically set up by your employer um, and you know you you start getting paid and every time that you get paid your paychecks they're deducted and that is when gone ahead and contributed to your 401k account so it's important to understand that your 401k is an account it's an investing account that is set up by your um, employer now your employer partners with a financial institution um, and then that financial institution is like the 401k provider So um, that 401k provider is going to, you know, give you a portal and kind of, you know, like help you hold that account and have it in place. Um, Typically, again, like this is set up for you and things are auto, you're auto enrolled when you start and um, you just start contributing. So it's pretty easy. A 401k specifically is for for for-profit companies. So if you work for a for-profit company, you would be issued a 401k. A 403b is the same type of concept. It's an investment account or investing account, but it's offered... um, by nonprofit companies. So if you work for a nonprofit, you're issued a 401k. They both functionally work pretty much the same way in that like you're able to contribute for retirement, somebody um, you know sets it up for you um, and you kind of get going. Now the biggest thing with employer sponsored plans for investing is that you pretty much get what you get in terms of like your investment options. So with a 401k and a 403b, a 401a, a 457, because those are employer-sponsored plans and those employers have partnered with a financial institution that is like a 401k provider, the 401k provider kind of packages these plans and allows you to um, pick out of the investment options that they've like selected for the plan so for example kind of like in in a way to explain this in an analogy form is um my first job was working at a um as a server in a retirement home um and so you know i had to do breakfast lunch dinners during the summer and like i would just take orders from the residents that like lived in the retirement home and so every day the menu it changed right like you would have like three options for salads two options for lunch and then like four options for dinner um and the residents would choose like okay i want this this and that right and so the way that we ran the kitchen was just to like limit the amount of options available for lunch so that um, there wasn't just like a whole lot to do, but like it was a little bit easier to like, you know, cook all of this without giving 
like the residence, all of these different options, right? And so this just creates a more simple, streamlined way for the kitchen to like, you know, uh, make the meals and, and, and serve the food. So this is very different than when you go out to like the Cheesecake Factory and there's like so many different options and so many different things you can have for dinner and so many different desserts and so many different salads. There's just like like endless possibilities basically, right? And so this is the difference with like investing in a 401k and a 403b or an employer-sponsored plan. The investment options that you have available are going to, like you're going to have somewhere around 20 to 12, 12 to 20 um, investment options available. Um, But you're not going to get access to everything that is available in the stock market, right? And so that's really important to know because if you're wanting to invest and make your money grow and you happen to have a 401k where the fees are really high with the products that you have available or um, the products that you have available are not actually really great investment products, then it would be you know, good for you to know that so that you can complement your investments with um, opening another account that has, that gives you access to everything else. And I'm going to talk about what that is. Um, But that's kind of one of the first things you want to think about um, when you're like looking at your 401k, right? Um, A lot of times, most of us don't like know what to look for when we log in. We just log in, we see this number and we're like, okay, this is kind of, you know, possibly what I have in this account. But when I ask my clients like, hey, do you know what you're investing in? They don't really know. They don't understand like what products they're buying in there. Um, So I'm just going to give you like a generally, this is typically what you're buying inside your 401k or your 403b. Inside those accounts, you're likely buying some type of fund, Now, most people are like auto invested and auto enrolled into a target date fund because it's the easiest way for your employer to set up an investment strategy for you because the only thing they need to know and understand about you is your age, right? They create an investment strategy based on your traditional retirement age, which is like 65, I believe. So, So that's what typically most people are investing in is a target date fund. A lot of my clients, when we open and look through their 401k so that I can show them like how it all works so they can understand it better, um, they're enrolled in, in target date funds. So that's one fund you potentially could be investing in. Other funds are like index funds. So funds that expose you to, you know, stocks, funds that, uh, funds that expose you to bonds, um, a combination of the two, um, those are like the, the funds available through your 401k, 403b, or employer-sponsored plan. Um, but again, you get like a selection of 12 to 25 investment products, where if you independently went to a broker like Fidelity, Vanguard, Charles and Schwab, and you open an investing account through them, you would have access to all of the stocks and all of the funds available to you, like through the stock market. So that's the biggest thing to to note and to have on your radar. Um, your 401k, 403b are also retirement accounts. So they're going to be accounts that you are strategically using to save and invest money for retirement. A lot of times people will be confused about like, Hey, as a 401k, you know, am I saving or am I investing? Because it's used interchangeably, right? Like save for retirement or invest for retirement. The way that this works is like 
you're saving in the sense that you're putting money away every single paycheck to save for something in the future, like your retirement, but you're not saving in the true definition of the word, which is like you're literally just putting cash away. You're like investing that cash so that you can buy an asset that grows over time. So saving and investing for retirement are can sometimes be used interchangeably, but just know that like it's the act and habit of saving, but you're actually investing because you need the the tool of the stock market and the skill of growing money to actually multiply and compound your money um, to to reach kind of the the retirement goal that you have, right? So, so that's just like something to note is that like these accounts that are employee sponsored that usually start with a 4, 401k, 403b, 401a, 457 are retirement plans and they're ways that your employer has set it up for you so that each paycheck you are saving and investing for retirement. Okay, so there's that. You might be listening to that and be like, that sounds awesome. I have never worked for a company that um, offers a 401k or a 403b. What do I do? And so if you, if that's you, one, I have never worked for a company that op- um, offered a 401k. Um, my last, well, not my last job, my, my second to last job, I worked for a nonprofit. And so I got a 403b. But it wasn't until like, I think the end of my, like, like literally they set it up on in August and I left like the second week of August. So I have a 403B and I think there's like $50 in my 403B. Um, so I've never had that like as a, as a tool or account that that's helped me build wealth. And so the, the accounts that I used were individual retirement accounts. So these are called IRAs. You've probably heard of people mention these as traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, maybe even SEP IRAs. There's different types of IRAs that are going to um, be available to you de- depending on how you want to contribute money to the IRA. Um, you know, if you're a business owner, if you're not a business owner. So there's different types of IRAs. For most people who are, um, you know, just getting started with investing, maybe in the early stages of their career. Um, a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA are what is recommended for you to get started with investing. With these accounts, you would open them um, through a online discount broker, like an investment broker, and contribute money to those accounts on your own. Now, because these are individual accounts and no one is sponsoring them, like you don't have an employer sponsoring them, you have to actually do all of this yourself. Like you have to find a broker, open the account, fund the account, create automatic transfers or automatic investments and keep that going. Choose your investments. Like all of it is kind of like on you. Um, but this is a way to start saving for retirement um, if especially if you do not have a employer-sponsored plan um, like a 401k or 403b, et cetera, et cetera. So this is what I started investing in in 2018 or 19, one of those years. I opened a Roth IRA and I started contributing money to it and you know, starting saving for retirement. Um, again, it's really important to, to stress and I want to make this known, just because you open a Roth IRA and transfer money to that Roth IRA doesn't mean that money is actually being invested so it's important to just look out to make sure oh I actually bought an asset with these thousand dollars cash um 
uh, an IRA can come in a traditional, like it could be a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. And pretty much the thing that you want to, like the, the difference there and thing you want to consider is that how you're contributing money into that account um, is either pre-tax or post-tax. So if you're contributing pre-tax dollars into an IRA, then it is a traditional IRA. If you're contributing post-tax dollars to an IRA, then you're going to have a Roth IRA. So the Roth versus traditional just comes down to like what type of money are you sending in there? Money that's already been taxed and you've paid income taxes on it or money that you're skipping on in income taxes um, and, and contributing that way. Now, the traditional IRA isn't like a free pass for taxes. It's not like, oh, cool, we get to skip them. No, you don't. You just get to pay them later. And so with a Roth IRA, you pay for income taxes now and you pay taxes on your income and then you contribute money. And then when you withdraw, you withdraw tax-free. Whereas a traditional IRA, you're like, I'm to skip for now and then when I retire then I'll pull out um, and, and pay the taxes and so you want to gauge the question you want to ask yourself is like oh when will I be paying less in income taxes um, when I withdraw or right now and that's going to depend on your income and your salary right now versus what your income and your quote-unquote salary will be when you retire right and so like let's say right now you're paying you're making $60,000 a year, but you plan to retire with $100,000 a year. Right now, you would be paying less taxes on your income because your salary is at 60, whereas when you retire, you're going to be at 100,000 and you're going to um you know, be withdrawing more money. It's also important to know it's not the the last salary that you worked at that we're gauging. It's the salary you decide that you're going to pull out from your um, investment portfolio that is what we're talking about when we talk about like salary in the future I'm just calling it salary because withdrawal can kind of get a little confusing but hopefully you're following that in, in that difference there um, so that would be the account that you would want to have if you don't have anything set up with your employer an individual or retirement account called an IRA you can get one that's traditional or one that's Roth um, every year the amount that you can contribute to these accounts changes so um, you want to kind of just keep tabs on that um, in 2023 you can contribute um, 6,500 into your Roth IRA and I just took a little pause to double check if <laughs> that is true. Um, and then 6,500 into your traditional IRA. Um, but it's not, oh, 6,500 to one and 6,500 to the other. It's 6,500 like for both of those. So combined, you could do half to one and half to the other, but the, the total combination of both has to be 6,500. Um, so that is something to consider um, when you're investing for retirement. Again, these accounts are for retirement. Um, so you will have to wait until you're 59 and a half to withdraw. Okay, so kind of to recap, you you could be contributing to retirement and saving investment to retirement through an employer-sponsored account such as a 401k, 403b, 401a, etc., etc. Another account that you want to use, especially if you don't have an employer-sponsored plan set up, is an IRA, whether it is traditional or Roth IRA, you want to have that. Um, and then something to consider is like, okay, if I have my 401k, do I also need an IRA? Um I would say yes, most people are not contributing um, 
most people don't really know what amount they need to be contributing because you haven't asked yourself the question, how much do I want to have in retirement? Um, for, for most of my clients, when I ask them and I start with the big picture and I start with the end my end goal in mind, they, they're seeing and they're realizing like, oh, okay, my 401k contributions are not enough to hit that goal. So I need to open other accounts to kind of supplement that the difference and the rest um so that's like just something to to note um and again like you're gonna have the best you, you are gonna have the best answers and the more clarity the more that you answer the big picture questions of how much do I want to have by when do I want to have it like you know all of that um but that's something to to consider Okay, so beyond retirement accounts, you could also open what is called a health savings account. So this is an account that allows you to save and invest money for health-related expenses. So money in your HSA, which is what is this called in a health savings account is an HSA, can only be used for medical, dental, vision care, as well as like prescription drugs. So this is like an account that you could use if you qualify for it. Um, the cool thing about an HSA is that there's triple tax savings, um, meaning that like you can contribute pre-tax dollars, your tax or your earnings can grow tax-free, and then when you withdraw money, you're withdrawing money tax-free, but you withdraw money for medical expenses only. Um, so if you use it the way that it's, you know, you're supposed to or you're structured to use it, you can save a lot of money on taxes because it has like triple tax benefits. Um, so this is a account that is for people who have high deductible health plans. Um, and so you just want to make sure that you qualify for this you would call your insurance and check with them to see if you're you know hsa eligible if you are you would go ahead and open an hsa and start saving for like um, any sort of medical things that come up this is really good to have and because most of us have like medical expenses that we have to kind of upkeep every year so maybe you know if you think about like um glasses contacts um just like your your yearly kind of expenses for medical things, um, an HSA could be a great way to just kind of turbo charge your savings. But you might be like, okay, but what if I don't want to use it for health expenses? Like what if I, you know, end up, you know, putting too much in there? Um, well, at the age of 65, you are allowed to use the money that you've put in your HSA for retirement purposes. So this could be an account that kind of serves two different roles. Um, in the beginning, it could be, you know, for medical expenses that come up when you're in your 30s, 40s, whatever. And then when you reach 65, anything left over, you're like, okay, I'm just going to use this for retirement purposes. So that's another investing account to have on your radar. You also want to think through investing accounts that are for minors, so for kids. Um, this would be a 529 plan, a uh, Uniform Gift to Minors Act, a Uniform Transfer to Minors Act, and a Custodial Roth IRA. So these are all um, just different accounts that I want to just like say and, and put on your radar. Maybe we can do another episode like all about these and really unpacking them. Um, but these are ways for you to start um, you know, 
having money work for like kids in your life whether they're your own kids or your nieces and nephews like if you're interested in like hey I want to start like contributing and passing down some wealth to like younger members in my family a 529 an UGMA and a NUTMA or custodial Roth IRA are ways for you to kind of get them started early one of the best things that I think is so exciting um and like updates that my clients give me is not just like the wins that they're doing but also like the ways in which the knowledge that they have is now impacting other members of their family like oh I opened a HSA for my mom or I um you know opened a custodial Roth IRA for my little cousin or I started investing in a 529 for my little brother like all of those things are so so cool to me because it's just kind of like the when I think about like building generational wealth I think about like man like our parents had to do kind of like one leg of the race and they did the best they can and they handed off the baton to us and now we get to grab it and like take it you know as far as we can we're going to do things that they just didn't get a chance or have the mental capacity or you know just like they didn't have the resources to do but now we do and and then with the knowledge that we gain we get to also impact the generations coming after us um that are like our younger siblings our younger cousins like showing them and and guiding them and teaching them and doing it with them and for them um so that they can get a little bit of a leg up in the race right like I know for me like I have helped my cousins open up their Roth IRA (laughs) when they're like 18 19 years old um I've helped I'm good like every time that I go home I try to like intentionally be like all right like let's meet up let me like show you this let me let me teach you about this um because I know that for me no one did that and it wasn't until my like mid-20s late 20s that I started like actually paying attention to this stuff but like having it's just so valuable of having someone kind of put something on your radar and if you can do that for um you know the younger members of your family like that's just kind of like what the that's like um how generational wealth is created how um generations are changed when it comes to money and you know what we can do Okay, so we've covered, kind of to like recap here, we've covered um, 401ks, 403bs, employer-sponsored plans for investing and saving for retirement. We've covered individual retirement accounts, which is, again, saving and investing for retirement. We've covered HSA, which is an investing account that helps you save and invest for health-related expenses. And then we've touched a little bit on um, investing for minors through different types of accounts, which we'll do a whole episode on this because it's a lot to unpack. Um, But it it would be 529s, an UGMA, which is a Uniform Gift to Minors Act, a UPMA, which is a Uniform Transfer to Minors Act, and a Custodial Roth IRA. So those are ways for you to invest for minors. And then the last one um, is a taxable brokerage. So a taxable brokerage is an account that you want to open up to start investing for non-retirement things. So I like to think about this as like my someday um, goals or like uh, like yes in the future goals and for me this is like things that I want I don't have necessarily a timeline I just want to save and have my money work for me so that when the time comes like I have that lump sum readily available Um, and so this is going to you know be different for different people so for me I have a taxable brokerage 
which allows me to invest generally, like not really for retirement purposes, not health-related expenses, not for minors, not for anything else other than just like making my money grow. And if you want to do that, you would put your money in a taxable brokerage account that again, you would open with like Fidelity, Vanguard, Charles, and Schwab. Um, And it's just like... If I were to label it, it would be like just general investing um, to make your money grow. But because there is no purpose to it that's like health or retirement or, you know, kids um, or anything like that, you're going to pay the most taxes for the money that grows in this account and the the money that you make from this account. And so that's kind of like the, the, the biggest thing with this account is you want to make sure you're tapping into the accounts that have tax benefits that you're going to need and that you, you know, take advantage of all of that and then any extra income that you still want to make grow you want to put in a taxable brokerage but just know that like the tax implications are not as favorable as the accounts we talked about before um so kind of going back to like why do i use this account for us my husband and i one of our goals is to buy a investment property and so right now we're kind of in the savings part of it now we don't know when this is going to happen we're, we're deciding like in the next year is not the best time for us to buy um just yet just because we have other things that we want to focus on but when we do decide to put a down payment and buy Um, the property we want to have our money working for us and growing and so we've decided because we don't have a timeline and we just want this money to grow we're going to put it in our tax world brokerage it's going to grow and compound over the next you know two years of us like working on the school Uh, and then when we're ready we'll take that money out and use it to buy a rental property Um, so that's what we're thinking with that and other but there's like different ways and you know, like an infinite amount of possibilities to use your taxable brokerage account. But the biggest thing that we like about this account is that we can just take out that money whenever we want without really touching our retirement savings um, because that's kind of its own thing, right? That's like 40 years out, whereas like a taxable brokerage for me, our goals that are three years out, five years out, 10 years out, right? Like I want money there growing and working for me that... um, that doesn't have anything to do with like a long-term plan. Um, and so that's the account that I would recommend for you. If you're like, okay, gen- like I just want some of my money to work for me that isn't tied to a specific purpose. It, it would be a taxable brokerage. And again, you would open it through a investment brokerage, a discount brokerage like Vanguard, Fidelity, Charles and Schwab. And so you could, you know, be like let's say you decided to work with fidelity with fidelity you could have your roth ira and you have your um taxable brokerage and those are the two accounts that you are funding and kind of like making up your investment portfolio so that is the breakdown that is a little bit about all the different types of accounts that you can use the the point of them um how they all kind of work together um and just giving you some exposure to what is available to you to make your money grow a lot of times like especially if you're a big saver you're like i figured out how to save i just don't know how to make this work for me um well this is like one of the ways in or these are the ways to actually make it grow you're going to make it grow for different purposes um in different accounts and like really kind of set up like okay what does what is the best setup for me right for for my goals for my timeline how do I want to structure this and that's exactly what I work on with my clients inside one-on-one money coaching so if you're like hey like I I'm hearing everything you're saying and it sounds really good but I actually want someone to walk me through like how to do this how do I open the account how do I pick the broker can you like 
walk me through it step by step and like hold my hand while I like open this up. Um, one of the things I do with my clients is um, I walk them through like opening their account. So over Zoom, um, we don't share screens for this just to like protect privacy, but um, we'll both like just be on the Zoom call. I'll be looking at them. Um, they'll be looking at me. And then on the side, they'll be looking at their computer screen and they'll be like, all right, I'm going to open the account. And then they'll hit like a open account and then they'll tell me like this is what I see here's what it's asking me so that if they run into anything um they can ask me a question so for example one of them I mean one of the typical questions I get is like oh like I'm about to open the account it's asking me um to pick between option a or option b to like where to put my money and so I'll be like okay so read me option one and they'll be like it's this and this that and I'm like okay that's what this means and then this is what this means and so I really walk them through like just like almost like a, if you're new to school and you have somebody like just showing you the ropes I'm like okay so here is where people hang their jackets and here's where the bathrooms are like it's just like having that hands-on help to help you step by step like do all these things um if you're just like a little scared to do it on your own so if you find a lot of value in that and you know that that is how you want to set everything up and make sure you know it's it's all done uh well correctly and like within the timeline that you want then I invite you to join one-on-one money coaching because that's exactly what we do in there I walk you through everything you'll learn all of these accounts you'll open the ones that are relevant to you you'll set things up um so that your money is working for you um but yeah that is it for this week's episode I hope you guys are having a great week and I will see you next week bye